Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Looking for the best pool supplies? Look no further than Doheny's Pool Supplies. With a history dating back to 1967, this family-owned business offers everything families need to keep their pools clean and sparkling from chemicals to equipment. Plus, customers enjoy free shipping on all orders. Visit Doheny's Pool Supplies today at doheny.com, D-O-H-E-N-Y.com to learn more. Broker Michelle Pardo has lived and worked in Lake Forest for over two decades. Michelle's lending experience when combined with her real estate expertise makes her an invaluable asset to her clients as they navigate their home buying or selling process. Call Michelle now at 847-528-8721, 847-528-8721. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich, they are a cannabis cultivation center focused Focusing on hard-to-find small batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Gangier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name. Epic Products, exceptional process. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Laracy and Company CPAs, founded in 2010 by Lake Forest's own Brian Laracy, specializes in tax preparation and bookkeeping services. Earning the People Love Us on Yelp Award, their process is straightforward. Just upload, review, and file. For a free quote, visit LaracyCPA.com now. That's L-A-R-I-S-E-Y-C-P-A.com. I'm excited to share with you something special from our Lake Forest community, the Aesthetic Lounge Med Spa, located at 775 North Bank Lane in Lake Forest near Wisconsin Avenue. This just isn't any spa. They offer an amazing blend of traditional spa services, plus the added benefit of medical procedures and treatments. In a relaxing and luxurious spa environment, you can enjoy a range of cosmetic and aesthetic treatments. These are all performed under the supervision of top medical professionals. The Aesthetic Lounge Med Spa provides skin care, facial rejuvenation, body contouring, laser hair removal, Botox, dermal fillers, chemical peers, and much more. What's great is that each treatment is tailored not just to enhance your appearance, but also to address specific skin concerns and to promote overall well-being. So if you're looking to pamper yourself and take your beauty routine to the next level, give the Aesthetic Lounge Med Spa a call at 224-768-8028 or visit them at their location on North Bank Lane. It's an experience your skin will thank you for. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters, Otto, John C., Helen, and Herrick. Yeehaw! Look at you! 
The man with the hat. Adam? <laughs> You've got a, quite a hat collection. you got the Lincoln hat. Uh, yeah, we got the thinking cap. Thinking and you got this one. Is that what you wore on election night at uh, with the yeah. Mayor Black attack that night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess the new cowboy hat, if you're east of the Mississippi, is a ball cap or a trucker's hat. Yeah, it wasn't with a lot the, of people. With the mesh in the back. Yeah, yeah. I got a Lake Forest Scouts hat like that. I don't have it right here, but yeah, they're gonna pull it out your your cold dead hands. That's right. I don't, but, speaking uh, out of my uh, Lake Forest, yeah. So I come home from my trip around America, and in my mailbox, I don't know when it arrived. <laughs> yeah, I got that too. Oh my gosh! I know my screen doesn't show it very well. We'll put it up. We'll put it up. How many? How much did this did this cost? This propaganda. I mean, PR. Am I off base when I call it propaganda, Joe? Should I be nicer to Melissa? I mean, look, I, I you know, we talked about this with Dan Proft last week yeah. on the show. I don't mind them uh, doing some communication, um, but it's like, geez, how much does this all cost? I mean, this is like. It's how many pages? One. That's, that's good paper. Multi. Yeah, I mean it's full color, man. This. I don't think they have a print shop with the kids making this. No. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They, they came out in the top eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve pages. Twelve pages. And they and then the postage and. Man, just that's how you pay for a referendum. That's how you get a referendum passed. So speaking of Dan Prof, that just goes to show you another guy that I've met on this show that I came in with one opinion and I came out with another. Really smart dude. I I've known for twenty five years he was a smart dude. Even though, like I said before, we don't always agree. I, well. People are blowing me crap because I asked them, "Hey, is Amy Jacobson still on the show?" I don't, I'm sure he doesn't listen to the, our podcast. I'm not listening to his, but you know, this is now. He, he's got <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of people liked it. A lot of people liked yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, we like to get Brian on because I, I talked a little smack on the uh, Brian. Brian or Ryan? Timpone? Timponi? Yeah, Timponi. I've got, um, he sent me Timponi's contact info once we get. Um, now that I'm back, I'll well, now they got us down. again on the front page. Yeah, I saw that. And then picture. And then you got two more. Yeah, why, sir? I mean, how many stories can they get out of that one show? With uh, well, they Weiser. copied the one story, so we can we can help them out. We can, you know. Hey, I'm just Pete. Be glad they're doing stories about your show. They don't do stories about other podcasts. <laughs> Why you gotta poke them? They're sleeping. Take they take a little nappy nap. Yeah, they haven't done one in a while. Maybe you know Christmas. Well, they would call it a holiday break. Yeah. They wouldn't call it a Christmas break. And I will be in Naples next month. I'm debating oh. whether I should uh ring uh Mr. Prof's doorbell and deliver a pizza. 
Would he be up for arrange something there? <laughs> There's lots of nice fine establishments in Naples that you two can. They got a great butcher. I forget, the, I forget the name of it, but Regina uh, is our favorite. That could be it. Is that right on Fifth Street, Fifth Avenue? No, no, no. This is off the right on a, the main drag there. Uh, off the. I'm on the. I can't afford the the drag, but I. I do like if the, you go to Virginia during happy hour, man, you got you got lantern prices on good stuff. I mean, it's good. No, I I got some really good meat there because, you know, I, I'm a I'm a smoker. I'm a cooker. And uh, they have a great place where you can get meat. And they also have a place. Oh, Jimmy P's Butcher Shop and Deli. Oh, 1833 Tammy Mimi Trail. Trail North. Tammy Annie Trail. Yeah. Jimmy Peace. Highly recommend. Ding, ding. The Jalapeno Burger. Well, if you don't want to cook it yourself like Pete, then go to Virginia. They'll cook it for you. Right, right. <laughs> uh, so go during happy hour, which I think is two to four or two to five. <laughs> well, if you can get, well. You got to make reservations on open table, though, because it fills up. <laughs> And again, public service announcement, Frogger going across the street. You know, it's funny now that you said that and I'm crossing the street. I was like, a lot of a uh, lot of Lamborghinis and F-150s. And Am I, I call them as I see them, yeah. Jim. I call them as I I'll see I'll tell you them. what, though, then, because we went then to Scottsdale. We went to Arizona. For, so Some people go to Florida for Christmas break. Some people go to Arizona for Christmas break. We went to Florida and Arizona yeah. for Christmas break because of the Fiesta Bowl. And uh, so we spent a lot of time in Scottsdale. Um, the game was in Glendale, but um, the hotel and every, all the uh, activities were in Scottsdale. And Scottsdale is um, the – it's – it's like Naples, but they haven't done the. You think they? It looks like they haven't done the landscaping because it's There's the no whole water. place. It's like this is nice, but when do they put the landscaping in? A freaking desert. Yeah, <laughs> there is no landscaping. <laughs> spray some of them just spray paint their uh, front porch. Yeah, there's uh, houses with gravel lawns, very well manicured gravel lawns, like different colors of gravel and and stuff. It's very. So how, Scottsdale how is Lake Forest. Naples is Lake Forest South. Yeah. Scottsdale, Arizona is Lake Forest West. What makes you go to Florida versus Arizona? Drier? Dry. It was colder, but this time of year it's colder in Arizona than it is. In, like the, the nights get really cold in Arizona in the desert uh, in the winter. Like so it'll be like 70 degrees during the day, and it'll be like 40 at night. Um, you need so, your winter coat at night. So I'm watching, you know, on the phone and the scores, and I'm watching, you know, Liberty, and I'm like, oh man, up six three, whatever it is. You're up six nothing. Six nothing. That's why. Well, okay. And that was it. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I said it before. They were Oregon was going to win the game. I think we got our hopes up scoring that opening touchdown, but then the poor kid missed the extra point. And that was kind of a bad omen, and then that was it. Yeah, um, uh, Oregon ran the table after that. But let's let's look. I mean, let's think about this. Oregon, the only team Oregon lost two games this year, both of which were to Washington, and Washington is now in the national championship game with Michigan. 
So Oregon is a really, really good team that just had the misfortune of being in the same conference with Washington. If not, they might have been in this national championship game. Bo Nix is one heck of a player. He is going to he's going to make um, some NFL team very happy um, when he turns pro. Uh, and, you know, look, Liberty five years ago wasn't even an FBS school. And now they're in a New Year's Bowl. So let's see what they do with it. They build it. Hopefully, you know, we've seen teams like Northern Illinois make these um, New Year's Bowls and then fade away. But then other teams become uh, fairly prominent powerhouses. So let's see what happens. Let's see what Liberty does with it. I think the NIL money will help Liberty. I think they're going to get a lot of, they have a, a good alumni base of donors that are willing to step up and pitch in on the NIL money and uh, help with the transfer portal. They just lost their quarterback, though, to the transfer portal, Caden Salter. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. It was a great, you know, setting aside the score, it was a great experience for us. It really was. Um, hats off. I, I, you don't realize when you watch a, a, these bowl games, all the local stuff that goes into it. Um, well, I was going to ask, how, like, how, was it a, were there empty seats? Like, what was the experience going in there? So the Liberty side was full, yeah. completely full. Oregon side was probably 90% full because it wasn't, again, this was kind of a letdown for Oregon. They wanted to be in the playoffs. The sides, though, where general admission is in the end zone, or the one side, the one side is, the one end zone was a student section, but then the other end zone was just general seating. That was practically empty. But, you know, who in Arizona is going to buy a ticket to a game between a team from Oregon and a team from Virginia that's not competing in the playoffs? Well, these, oh. these, these bowl games are in trouble. You know, yeah. two things. Well, you have the uh, – they're going to expand to, uh, what, 12-team playoffs, oh. right? And then you have people dropping out on their teams to go into free agency, <laughs> Yeah, look what happened to Florida State. The whole team didn't show up. They yeah. basically had a high school team play. So, look, man, if if there's no money in it, follow the money. If it's affecting, you know, the cash, they'll figure it out pr pretty quick. Well, but the only thing with that, I, I agree. And look, I'm no one's a bigger capitalist than me. But the, the novelty of I am, I am bigger. It's you are bigger. I've seen the right. picture of you and me standing together at the menorah lighting. Uh, the selling point, though, I think of college football and college basketball is that it's not the NFL. It's not the NBA, that these kids are competing for their school, not for a buck like the NFL stars and the NBA stars. So if that goes away and it's all about the money and these guys become free agents switching schools just like they do in the pros – does do fans say you know what this is just minor league football now i'm not interested because no one watches minor league baseball so well, just not enough money in it yeah i'm saying so you know the, the whole thing is you know you're 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 michigan or your ohio state or your whatever school it is and four years there and these are my guys and they're fighting for my team and my alma mater or whatever 
now it's like, okay, we got him a year and then he's going to transfer to another school. You know, it, it becomes no different than the free agency. I mean, and does that then make dilute the product as a whole? And I don't know the answer to that. What uh, <clears throat> did your boy enjoy the game? I mean, shoot. Oh, yeah. He had the time of his life. And he, he sat with us for like the first part and then he found friends and stuff. He was up, he got right behind the players. And stuff. He had a great time, and his sister had a great time. Um, like so we all had a great time. I mean, it, Liberty did a wonderful job. They had a, a, some nice uh, stuff before the game, offsite in Scottsdale. Uh, a Sunday morning prayer service with Jonathan Falwell, um, Jerry Falwell's one of Jerry Falwell's sons. Um, really nice event. It's just it's a class act. It's a great university. Um, and you don't have to be ultra right wing to to be there. That's a myth. Um, look at me, moderate Republican. I'm my my kids going. Ask there. <laughs> so it's it's a really it was really great. And like I said, it's a great, amazing story that that this school went from fifty years ago. They when they first started fifty years ago, the university the 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 players were using like high their old high school gear to play. That's how crazy this was back then. I mean, they were nothing. They were playing like Division 12 <laughs> junior college games. And now five, only five years as an FBS school, and they're in a New Year's Six Bowl. So, and if the playoffs had happened this year, instead of next year, the 12th, the 12th game play, they would have been in the 12th. So let's see. Let's see what they do with it. I'm very proud of them. Very uh, Jamie Chadwell, the coach, first year, great job. Uh, everyone thought with Hugh Freeze leaving for Auburn that they'd fall apart, and they've actually gotten better. So Nashville. Nashville hot? Wow. Wow. So that's why you got the hat on, huh? Wow. It's got up back from Nashville. Oh, New Year's Eve wedding? I don't know. I'm. I still haven't recovered. You had that. The uh, you need to get over to our friends on Bank Lane for your uh, yeah hydration <laughs> session. Put double fit. <laughs> Just like holding two beers, give me two bags. <laughs> uh, holy crap! I have not been there. I don't know for a long, long time, and it's nothing but cranes and music joints and bars and somebody told me it's like uh new orleans never been there don't know if i have any inclination of going down there but you ever been to new orleans i have not been to new orleans dude no reason why am i going down there i got engaged in new orleans well, like to, said, to my wife <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know it's louisiana it doesn't you gotta you should check out New Orleans. You got a French Quarter, all that stuff. You should go check out. All I know is what I hear. And so I go. Uh, yeah. Does it get a little crazy? But it gets a little crazy everywhere, man. I mean, it's but as far as music goes, okay, no jazz in New Orleans. Okay. I'm not a jazz guy. But uh now country's more pop. I I don't think you can call it country anymore, but of course I went to the Johnny Cash Museum. Oh, they got my 30 bucks. I took the Johnny Cash Museum. What'd you see? Like his old guitars? Uh 
Well, I'll put a photo here of me playing a bass with my wife, uh, a <laughs> cutout, which I didn't need to pay 30 bucks to go in there. But you get to see his, uh, all his outfits, you know, the man in black, and then all of the, the impact he's had on music and all the different movie stars for, or, uh, music, music stars that have covered his music, um, and back in the day, in the early 90s, when I was, you know, in the music game a little bit more on the management side, we had the chance to bring in Johnny Cash two or three times uh, to, to to book him. And what a stand-up guy. His family, they traveled as a family. You know, Johnny Cash had a rough going at the beginning, and as he matured, he figured out what's important in life. And met the whole family and I became a fan and he's coolest hell cool as hell so you get to see all this stuff uh in there and uh but they got my 30 bucks it's that's not 30 bucks it's just 30 bucks how much is it is it free to go into a presidential library asking for a friend I'm trying to remember i've been to a couple of them i, I don't can't i think there's a nominal i think so they you do have to pay something maybe they asked for a donation but it wasn't 30 though that would... I've, been, I've been to the reagan library i've been to the george w bush reagan library is in simi valley california beautiful absolutely beautiful place george w bush library is at smu near dallas uh i went to the jimmy carter library in atlanta that's interesting yeah, um, <laughs> the prices there are much higher because of, of uh, re reflecting the inflation that occurred during his presidency. Yeah, uh, for a barrel to ten dollars a barrel. <laughs> no, but uh, I'm trying to think if there's. Oh, and I went to the JFK Library in Boston many years ago. So, so, so Nashville cranes everywhere, uh, different attitudes. Um, li live your life. Uh, so I see the difference. It's not quite like, well, it was challenging getting across the street in Nashville too, I should say, but not quite as bad. Maybe as you it. just have challenges getting across the street, Pete. Just, well, just in these booming towns. Oh. Right? Just saying. So Nashville, uh, great, great town, uh, had, did a reception at, uh, one of the orchestra, the orchestra hall there which I don't remember what it is, but it was a big... Did you go to Grand Ole Opry? Did not. Oh. Did... No, it was... Well, it's kind of a lot of bowl games on, so you want to be in a yeah. bar, you know, catch some of the games. How about that Michigan game? Holy crap. Could not stay up for the Washington game, but no, Nashville's happening. I see what the talk yeah. is all, all about, and uh, I was the only guy with a cowboy, cowboy hat on. I couldn't believe it. Passe, man. No, that means I'm, I'm. If everybody else is doing it, I do the opposite. <laughs> so what do you? So when we have Lake Forest days this year, and you're, and we have the Lake Forest podcast float in the parade. Yeah. What hat are you going to wear? Everyone wants to know: Is he going to wear the Lincoln hat? Is he going to wear the thinking cap? Is he going to wear the cowboy hat? What hat is it going to be? Maybe another one. Soon to tell. But I, but be a surprise. I think we'll be in a pickup waving because that will walk in bull crap. And we got to figure out a better way of uh, distributing. Get convertible. You can do like a. 
Oh, God. Chairman Mao. I only do it if, hey, head of police, whoever it is, the watch commander, I want somebody up on the roofs because I don't want anybody taking me out. Grassy Knoll on Western Avenue. <laughs> Podcast host assassinated by Brew Beidler. Don't say that. <laughs> going to be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyways... Getting back to Dan, okay, I get it now. And dude, and I saw him later in the week. He uh, he really enjoyed it. Uh, he had, oh, he, uh, he well, was he impressed. Educated. He educated. That's part of our shtick. I like I like to learn, and I don't. I have a perception, and if I have a perception, that means that there's probably seventy percent of the other people that have that perception. And if you can get it to sixty-eight percent, that's good for everybody. Now, Joe. Let's talk about some important shizit. Migrants, or as I like to call them, illegals. If you're on that side, they're migrants. If you're on our side, illegals. Are they the same as people sneaking across the border, or are these people applying for U.S. citizenship? I don't. I don't know. I'm asking. I, I'm asking I, this seriously because I don't know the answer. Well, this is there is a difference. There is a serious topic. I put a little article out there to kind of nudge our officials in town to uh, say, hey, man, what's going on behind the scenes? And unofficially, here's what I got. Okay, first of all, what's the issue? The issue is we're in a train station town. Texas is using state employees to put people on buses and drop them off in Chicago. There's a Texas employee. If you know better, stop me. But here's what I got. <clears throat> state Texas state employees are at metro stations doling out train tickets to send people wherever. Okay. And I just happened to use Woodstock because it came up in uh, the McHenry scanner. And this is happening in Hillside. Island Park. Wait, hold on a second. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Jeff will be on in a little bit. Okay. Um, maybe we'll revisit some of these talk topics, but uh, so they're just, so they're dropping them off and they're sending them everywhere. And then I don't, Woodstock doesn't have any language together to, or they're putting language together on how to deal with this thing. And our question is, if we, we have two train stations, so you can We're go to station town. You can go to Ogilvy, you can go to Union Station, you can have two Texas employees there just holding on tickets. So kind of what I heard is <clears throat> if that happens to us, once they get here, we're going to have buses ready to go to send them back to Chicago. That's a short form way of, you know. Well, so I heard, I read online, and again, the, Sometimes you, things you read online aren't true. 
but I read somewhere that on New Year's Eve there were two drop-offs in Highland Park. Don't know. You read this? New Year's Eve. Be one of those internet rumors. Dude, I'm still hungover. All right. Well, we'll have to maybe I'm fact still, check that before we. Well, part of what this podcast is is again we're two guys sitting in a bar. Yeah. People show up when they show up, and you talk up what's talking up. I hear things. That's what I've heard, and people. Yeah, are... I mean, it's look. I mean, Greg Abbott, who's the governor of Texas, has made it clear that hey, if you're gonna, for years, states on the border like Texas took the brunt of the immigration from Mexico and and Central and South America. Um, and they're saying, look, it, you all are telling us you're welcoming, you're a sanctuary state, whatever. Well, put your money where your mouth is. Right. Well, a couple things. Jeff just stepped up to the bar. He's chilling with us, literally at the bar. At least put your put your money where your mouth is with Jeff Urso's uh, uh, fine food that he's got at his 20,000 restaurants. Oh, stop. Good morning, boys. How are you? Hey, 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 hey man. Hey, we're talking about uh you you can chime in or not, but we're talking about this lake Fork. He's not don't chime in on this, dude. <laughs> yeah, he can chime in. He's a what did I walk into? Should I come back? <laughs> <laughs> you can say no comment, I understand. But uh, we're talking about, you know, is there any language on what to do if we get busloads of uh I call them illegal, some people call them migrants that get dropped off in Lake Forest and I put a couple calls in, and uh, unofficially, what I've heard is that once they get here, we're going to send them back to Chicago. So you know, no, no, no problem. But the issue that I brought up is these are what's happening, Jeff. And I'm repeating it for the people because maybe they didn't hear me the first time. You got people that work for the state of Texas putting people on these buses. They got people for that working for the state of Texas in Chicago at the metro stations handing out tickets to send these people to to wherever. And then, you know, these villages, cities are crapping their pants. Oh, my God, well, how, what are we going to do to deal with it? And the, 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 the side thing that I've heard is, should we, okay, this is just my thoughts, Jeff, and you cannot say anything at all <laughs> before we get to your new joint that they'll kick you out of. These people that are who own the bus and are driving the bus, are they human traffickers? And should the buses be impounded, sold? Let's say it happens in Lake Forest. Can we give that money to North Chicago or donate the bus to North Chicago? Gentlemen. <laughs> Come on, Joe. I, I, I don't have a whole lot to comment on that other than I will say this. My, my wife, uh, my wife's from Poland. Yeah. Her, uh, her, her father came here, um, you know, through a vacation visa and then, you know, not yeah. the right way. Yeah. Uh, my grandparents are from Italy. Yeah. And uh, this country, you know, has always embraced, uh, you know, people, um, you know, coming in. And my other thought is, you know, I, 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 I feel for all these people on these buses because, you know, if I was in a place where I couldn't provide for my family, I mean, you know, you guys would do the same thing. You're going to, you're going to try your hardest just to do it. So, you know, I, I, the, 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 the blame for the, any situation like this is squarely on the top politicians yeah, and not the people 
uh, that are on the buses, not the people involved. Yeah. Not, you know, we got to put the blame on politicians that create, yeah. you know, bad policies, period. So um, that's all I got to say about that's, that. That's, it's pretty good, Jeff. You're a very wise man, Jeff, to, yeah. to stop there. Well, <laughs> you're, you're, Jeff, you're a little bit of a politician, aren't you? What's your uh, rank? In, uh... Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I get to make policy on how fast you get to drive in Norwood by uh, enforcing some speed humps. Uh, so that's pretty much the extent of my stuff. We do some great stuff with EA and GA, but, um, you know, th this stuff is way above my pay grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, again, I hate pointing fingers without offering solutions, okay? And I agree sure. with you. It's the, the, the people at the top because even, uh, hey, man, the South Side, like the, you know, the blacks, African Americans, they're getting pissed off. They're like, "Whoa, what's up here?" And I'm just telling you what you're going to see. Pop, 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 pop. You know, until they figure this thing out. I'm, I'm dead serious because that pe people are getting pissed when you piss off a South Sider, okay, or a West Sider, and you see that stuff because those gangs ain't going to, you know, you know, deal with that stuff. So. You see Brandon Johnson. Is that his name, Joe? Now I'm getting to know his name, the mayor of Chicago. Yeah, Brandon Johnson. Brandon Johnson. Okay. Let's go, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> literally. But uh, I put up a clip of a lady, Southside lady, saying, hey, man, <laughs> send him to Joe. So that all of you all know that I am representing multiple communities. Let's start with Brighton Park. Let's start with Alston, and let's also go with East Morgan Park. All of these communities that I have been out there with them protesting for these unsanctionist rights that has been going on here, it's just crazy. I'm going to get started with a few things since I got three minutes. Number one, I'm a native to Chicago. I was born and raised here. I've seen the changes. Don't let the age fool you for how I look because I've been here a long time. I have seen things just transition as if a lot of people are not important here. I'm not for the sanctuary city. And the reason why I'm not for the sanctuary city is because people have waited years to come in here legally, not just transported on these buses, dropped off in our neighborhoods, Rays of crime almost got hit several times just making it down here today. And this is ludicrous. There should not be two sets of laws. Also, the West Side and the South Side Black communities have been earmarked for having funds, never seen it. We're still waiting on those funds to come into those communities. Brandon Johnson, many people stood behind you. They feel let down. Because the day you came into office, which I believe was May 15th, you already had signed an uh, executive order. Now, whether it came from Governor Prisker or whomever that directed you on this, is it fair to these communities that have been waiting for years? You said you on the West Side, but you should know what's going on over there as well. Let's also talk about the things that I witnessed about crimes that are going on. Also, just watching my neighbor hook up electric, okay? Why reroute the gas, burning grass on the lawn. When are you going to have our neighborhoods cleaned up? And when are we going to get the rights that we deserve? 
I'm not against anyone coming in here legally. I want to say that clearly. But for those who have not, they don't pop us. They don't go before us. We're not last in line. $9,000 going to illegals, but those who live here have not gotten funding yet. Many people homeless. My husband is a veteran. Now, you know, I got a heart for that, but let, we got a lot of these on the street. And I also have been the one that worked in food pantries, also helping people who are on the streets. They need to be taken care of. They need to stop being neglected because if we don't have a voice here, we will have a voice out there. Biden, right? So look- Glad you, you clarified that and not me. <laughs> well, no, this is something that people are, look, we're at the bar, we're talking and- Yeah, you know, the, yeah. Other, the other thing, the biggest thing on this, this very weighty topic, but most of these people that are coming now are not coming from Mexico. They're coming from Venezuela. And the reason they're coming from Venezuela is the government there is socialist. And socialism doesn't work. They're coming from Texas is all I know, bro. No, but they're coming. They're, I can't blame anyone for socialism is a failed experiment and and it has destroyed venezuela and that's why people are fleeing to the greatest nation in the world full of capitalism and economic opportunity because there ain't no opportunity when you got bernie sanders style socialism poor jeff he had no idea what he's yeah wanting. but that's yeah, that jeff has to do. all right let's talk restaurants with jeff what did i walk into um, all right no more no more of that let's talk well there'll be more of it but we'll let jeff go rich, yeah, rich yeah. melman of lake no, you know, forest and lake bluff jeff yeah. hi guys good morning <laughs> <laughs> what you what you got going who are you partnering with in lake bluff now what you got going on oh uh, we got some new exciting stuff um you know, so we uh, we just partnered with uh, Prairie, um, so we're we're coming in over. What is there. Prairie? No idea what Prairie is. Prairie Prairie's a coffee shop slash restaurant uh, slash bar that does some really cool events in the summer. Um, it's great. It's, it's a lot of fun. You guys should definitely check it out. Best coffee in the area. Where, where um, is it? It's right downtown, seventy nine East Scranton. Uh, in in downtown Lake Bluff. Yep. Yep. So it's uh, it's 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 a cool little place. And I've been in there a couple of times over since since I came here and uh, really nice. Great concept of, you know, coffee bar. In the morning and during the day and then transitions to a bar, bar and restaurant and restaurant. Right. Food, too. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. so the cool evening. thing is you bring in outside food vendors that why I wanted to get so involved would be. Now we really want to work with local restaurants coming in there, setting up yeah. shop in the summer, really supporting our local Lake Forest, Lake Bluff guys. Um, even, you know, even guys I, I compete with, we want to get them over there, you know, do some cool stuff in the summer. Yeah. So we're yeah. really excited about that. So what are you going to provide there? Like what's your. Uh, well, this is an established place. It's been around, you know, um, 10 years almost. And um, you know, that why I like it so much is it's a community based restaurant where it's you know everyone's going in and in the conversations flowing everyone everyone knows everybody it's 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 not corporate you know this is uh yeah. not starbucks this is you know your local coffee <laughs> shop that turns into your local pub so of course i wanted to be all over that that was uh i guess my just, point is am i going to get a detroit pizza there no maybe maybe a couple times a year but okay. no not, not on a not on a typical wednesday right so 
We have uh, got we got a lady that's making you know great uh, breakfast sandwiches. They, okay. they do an awesome brunch on weekends. So yeah, it's it, it's it's cool. It's fun. It's something new and exciting for me. It's not a sports bar, uh, so you know I uh, I'm really excited to be part of it. Hey man, how was New Year's Eve, man? Did you blow the doors off the place? No, no, no. We uh, we uh, we heard Highwood was getting a little crazy, so we actually closed a little early on New Year's Eve at Duffer's just to make sure that we didn't get you know overflow. We wanted to make sure everyone was safe, including our you staff. Are, you are the new cool place, dude. Oh, thank my, you. My niece, there's no no kind. I call them as I see them. My nieces and nephews, they all go in there, and uh, they're all of age, by the way. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Well, we do. We keep we keep a doorman after nine. So, you know, that guy's uh, working hard. And um, yeah, we're, we're excited to have the, the college age and just post-college uh, kids yeah, in the neighborhood. Yeah. I call them kids because I'm an old man now. But, you know, what the hell yeah, is that young college? adults, I should say, come in. And so they're having a great time. No. And then uh, you still got that buy one pizza, get one takeout. Yeah. Yeah. That's been killing it. So Holy we uh, crap. Yeah, yeah, I like to uh yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Donati's is banging. So we wanted to make sure everyone knew we were uh slinging some Zaz in Eastlake Forest too. Well, when I come back from a gig, I mean, there isn't a lot of food that's open and I come in, I'm like, "Hey man, kitchen's still open?" Sure is. Sure. Give me one and one to go. Thank you. Yeah, much. yeah. So you've got at Duffers, you've got a like a to-go thing off to the side now, right? Yeah, so that's, you know, that was our original Donati's vision was we were in the back of the courtyard. And so I'm like, Hey, how do we, you know, back 10, 12 years ago, yeah, a little yeah. longer, even we used to be the high school hangout, right? All the high school kids come get slices. Right, 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 right. We were that spot. So now what we uh, created was I'm like, Hey, let's, you know, we're a great spot for adults over at Duffers. And I'm like, but I really want to make sure there's a cool spot for kids too. When I was young, we had Burger King in the same strip mall. That's, you know, long gone. Um, but I'm like, all right, we got Susie Swirl. We do tacos, slices, dogs, all that stuff. So uh, trying to really, you know, people at lunch and then, you know, younger kids coming through and, you know, getting something they need too. So it's uh, we're the closest uh, restaurant to the high school and, uh, you know, very walkable for, uh, you know, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders too. Well, I can – I. <laughs> Joe and I can fully vouch for your joint. <laughs> oh yeah, as, as Pete as Pete said in the promo for you guys, the za and wings are scrumptious. Well, thank you guys, appreciate that. Well, that's what we got to get the promotional piece going again. So, Jeff, uh, b- before we let you go, okay, you got sure. your joint Lake Bluff, and you got things going. I talked to Kathy Z two, three weeks ago, Kathy Zerniak, and I said, sure. hey, man, how about we get some music going, shut down Western, do something, get some mm-hmm. music going, and she's all in, man. I said, well. Yeah, her, her and Jason are very pro-business. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're uh, you know, they're they're, they're great. I um, I think it's coming, Pete. I mean, look, look, Lake Bluff does Bluffinia. They do block yeah. parties. They do the bike race. They do rib fest. Lake Bluff is a nonstop community-based party yeah. all summer. Um, so, you know, we really like it. Uh, Lake Forest has been dabbling. You know, we've done the Country Music Festival. They're, they have the 150th on Western. So I think they were kind of dipping their toe in it just to see how it's going. We but do it a step down and just like a block party type thing, Jeff. Yeah. And 
I, I got the music side of things. You got the food and drink side of things. Why don't we sit down with Kathy? She said she's open up to, to having a sit down. Are you in? A hundred percent. And friend, friends of the uh, Lake Forest Park District, they're working on some stuff too to make sure that they uh, you know get rolling on this. So I think I think all that's coming in Lake Forest. You know, we'll, you know, we'll go from five events a year to ten to fifteen. But I, I I think it's I think it's moving in the right direction. Well, I think we're going to get a stage by your joint there, and I'm going to bring bring the heat. All right, I'll connect with you after, Jeff. Anything wow. else you want to promote? No, that's it. I just, you know, I hope you guys had a good holiday. Um, you know, you guys are always uh, great customers here. So so how many? Let's go, let's go through the let's go through the re list of restaurants now. Sure. Duffers. Duffers. You want me to read off the list? I know. You got it. <laughs> oh, Donati's Pucks. Yes, yeah, so we got Donati's. Brats, uh, Brats Donati's we got our partner restaurant at Susie Swirl, of course. Uh, they they make great, you know, desserts. Kids love them. Um, you know, we got Brotsky's. That's my favorite dive bar in the world. So if you're if you're looking to go somewhere, watch a Hawks game, play some darts, and hang out with some cool people, make it over to Brotsky's. We're open at two a.m. on Fridays and Saturdays, um, one o'clock during the week. And then we got um, just joining with Prairie. Prairie's a little, you know, a little more upscale, but it's a it's a great spot, great conversational place. Um, so yeah, we're we're just uh, we're running around having fun, guys. You're like you're. You, it's going to be like an antitrust violation soon. You're going to get so. Oh, we're not, yeah, you know, <laughs> we're we're just small enough to be cool, right? Once we <laughs> cross that bridge, and then when we go corporate, then someone's got to come down here and kick me. So but, uh, if I said to you, Jeff. This your next meal is your last meal. What's it? What restaurant is it from, and what what's on the menu? Oh, I'm eating wings, dude. I mean, our we have the best wings around. I I, I love our wings. No one no one touches them. What flavor? What's your favorite uh, flavor sauce? I'm a classic Buffalo blue cheese guy. You can't you can't beat that. Southern hot. Put that on the. Just came back from Nashville. Southern Southern hot. That's the key. The key word. Whatever. I love Nashville, but but hot in Nashville means insane and mild. Oh, no, it's not. It's not. They are weak. I'm just telling no, you, Pete. <laughs> just came back. I know, I know, I know. I'm, I call I him as I see way. him. I call him as I see him, Jeff. Jeff, yeah, yeah. Thank you guys. Thanks, thanks for having me. All right. <laughs> thanks, Jeff. Bye. Peace out. Right, Have a good morning. All right. See you, man. These views are expressed only by Pete Jansons and Joe Weiss. <laughs> All right. Don't drag a restaurant owner into politics, man. Everybody's money's green. Yeah, but common sense is common sense. You got yeah. so. What do you think about that idea? Is that we call those bus drivers traffickers, and the the owners of the buses and impound that stuff? I thought, this, I thought that's what the city of Chicago ordinance was doing. The I, city. The reason they're now going to the suburbs is because the city of Chicago passed an ordinance that says that if you do that, your bus does get impounded, and they have impounded. I did not. Oh yeah, I'm just asking. City what... Council, Chicago City Council passed a few weeks ago an ordinance. Okay, saying no more buses if they come into the city with uh, unticketed passengers. So in other words, Greyhound can still come in. Yeah, but un I think the phrase they used was unticketed passengers. Um, then uh, your bus, there's a fine. The bus is impounded. I the the driver's oh, arrested or whatever. Right. All right, so then wait a minute. They're using Metra to come here 
So then it means that we couldn't have a bus sending them to Chicago because they would impound that. Well, bus. they're picking metro stations so that they just get on the metro train and they buy them metro tickets. You know, Metro's ridership has been down since the pandemic. So I think this is a boon for Metro. I think Met notice Metro's not stopping this. They're like, yeah, please buy our tickets. We need to fill these trains. <laughs> anyways, that's what put them all on. All the homeless are on Metro anyways. CTA. <laughs> Do they? Yeah. The Metro fares are like four times what it costs to ride this. You ever ridden the blue line out to O'Hare? Yeah, Whoa. yeah I have. <laughs> Whoa! Well. Um, I don't want to get I don't want to get into a tangent, but uh, who the hell owns Metra? We do. Who's we? The people. It's a Metra's taxpayer funded. It's taxpayer funded. One hundred. Yeah, it's uh, they were part of the regional transportation authority. Metra, Pace, and the CTA. All right, and then what's what's uh, Amtrak? Amtrak's the federal government trains that go from okay. Okay. Chicago to Milwaukee and wherever else. I did not. I did not know that. Yeah. So if our if if Chicago passed that ordinance and they're not okay, does that mean can you impound a train? Impound a metro train or public trains? That's what I'm now, saying. Metro could say we're not taking them, but I don't know how. If you bought a fare, how can they say no? I don't know. Well, I think Metro just wants the money right now because they, their ridership is so far down that they're just happy to have some. Yo, they're going to get dropped off here. I'm trying to figure a solution. So they put them here. They get on a Metro train. They wind up downtown, and then the city so, has to deal. With it. So you have to find out who that. If you work for the state of Texas, it should be public information, right? That. If they're using a credit card or something, right? It's not going to be a Yeah, I, I am sure someone's investigating this. Now, the complaint that Mayor Johnson and Governor Pritzker have had is that the state of Texas refuses to coordinate any of this with the state of Illinois or the city of Chicago, that they're just doing this and, you know, that no warning, nothing, and they have no idea how many are coming. The Democratic National Convention will be in Chicago this year. So the theory goes that this is just going to ramp up and there's going to be like a zillion busloads coming in. Now they're even flying them in. They flew them into O'Hare. They flew them into the Rockford Airport the other day. I mean, Greg Abbott is just playing with y'all here in Illinois on this. And he's... He's saying it's because, look, for years, Texas bore the brunt of this. You all said you were a sanctuary city and a welcoming yeah, city. Here you go. So here you are. And I, you know, I, I am excited because, you know, I've always said government is not very good at banning things. You know, I don't think government should ban guns. I don't think government should ban abortions. I don't think government should ban drugs, gambling, all that stuff. Look how prohibition turned out. If people really, really want to come here, it's hard to stop them. You can build all the walls you want. They're going to find a way around the wall or under the wall. Um, but you know, question, it's hard to regulate human behavior. The question still stands, Joe. How do we correct this? Well, like I said, number one, go to the source. I'm, I'm not advocating sending U.S. troops to Venezuela. But as long as you have Bernie Sanders, AOC-style socialism, in Venezuela, 
where the economy is in absolute ruins, people are going to flee there for our country because despite all our problems right now, and despite all the Biden and Biden inflation or Biden Bidenomics, whatever you want to call it, we're still the most prosperous country in the world because we are the most capitalist country in the world. Joe, so that's too long-winded, dude. How I, do we, I understand it, but okay, but what they're coming in, okay, you send troops to stop them. That's one way, but there's too many entry points and not enough troops. Okay. So is a solution that, okay, fine. Come on in fingerprint that somehow identify who these people are. The technology is there. Eyeballs, fingerprints, you know, come on in, uh, with the, uh, What's that uh, group called that wants to protect personal privacy and all that? ACLU? Yeah, ACLU. I don't know if they're going to have a problem with it. But... Well, the problem is you don't really, if you're not a U.S. citizen, what rights do you actually have? You know, we have rights as U.S. citizens, but they're coming here trying to become U.S. citizens. So I think you have less rights at that point in the process. Like, like, we, like Jeff said a minute ago, and I'll say it too. I mean, look, we're all descendants of immigrants, right? I mean, hey, I, hey, hold, my, hold on. My dad was in a displaced persons camp after World War II. I get it. Okay. He had to wait till a church sponsored the family to, you know, to come precisely. over. Precisely. Somebody got, followed a process. Right. And my point is, there is no process. And the process, what is the simplest way to do it? Come in. If you can automatically have citizenship, if you fingerprint and all this stuff, that means that if you commit a crime, at least there's a fingerprint or something identifying, okay, we have cameras everywhere that can pick up people, all right? I'm not saying turn into China, but the these people, we can at least put them to work or taxing or something, you know, they're doing- Look, we have we have an employee shortage in this country right now, right? Most businesses are short employees. Yeah. So- does this help us build the workforce? Because I, I think the vast majority of the people coming here are good, honorable people who just want to live the American dream like we have. That said, like any large group of people, there's going to be some bad apples coming through. And we saw what happened on October 7th in Israel, where their border got compromised and uh, terrorists came in and murdered a thousand innocent Israelis in just a few hours. Dude, Miami and Cuba. That same thing could happen here. Castro if our border is not secure from coast, from all the way out in the Pacific Ocean, all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico, um, terrorist groups could, could seize on that, find a place to get through, and one morning we're waking up and we're seeing October 7th style attacks somewhere in this country. I don't know what is more cost effective. I'm trying to think what is the downside risk of in Texas, you want to come in? Fine, come on in. You get scanned or whatever. You cause any crap, you're 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 booted out, okay? Put them in Guantanamo. I don't. I have no idea. Someplace else, okay. But at least you have some control of what's happening, right? And then well, I think you know the guy we should have on because I think he he should give us some answers. Is our congressman Brad Schneider? What's he got to say about this? He, I am sure, as a member, sitting member of Congress, 
he would have some information that he could share with his constituents through our podcast about Joe? what's going on. Joe, get him on. Let's get him on. Congressman, I don't we'll think reach out to you, but let's you said that the uh, Lake Forest days you'd come on. How about Julie okay. Morrison? What does she got to say? Well, she's a state senator, so I don't know how much she can really say. I want the this she is a federal, this is a federal issue though. This, this when you're talking about the borders, that's a federal issue. So I want somebody. I want I want to hear what Brad Schneider has to say. I want to hear what Tammy Duckworth has to say. I want to hear what Dick Durbin has to say on this. But if you're dropped off in Lake Forest, you got no ID, no nothing, and you're living in a tent, what are you? Is it, you're homeless illegal what what is it I and mean, there's all sorts of different ways you can label it but it, it's clearly a challenge and both parties have failed in this i think over the years and i i think right now you know the democrats are trying to make this into and unfortunately a few republicans are playing into it that it's just a bias against people who are latino you know and donald trump's comment that they're poisoning the blood of our country was absolutely one of the stupidest things he could why? have said. Why? 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 I like the horse. The jockey's killing me. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I, I, we have a strong Latino community in our country, and that's great. I am not advocating sending people away because they don't conform to a certain... I grew up in a Latino community where I was the... <laughs> Only white guy on the bus. I, I do yeah. think there's some Republicans and some conservatives and probably some Democrats, too, who who are just biased against foreigners or against Latinos. All right. But that said, and that's what the Democrat, but that's what the Democrats want to play off of. And they just want to make this all about that. All right. And it's not because there needs to be a balance here. There needs to be, as you said, Pete, a screening somewhere uh, to check and to make sure who is who. There needs to be a process. Like I said, your your ancestors, my ancestors came here through a process. They were screened. They had to wait. They had to, they had to become U.S. citizens. They had to learn the laws of our country, learn the language of our country, all of those things. Um, uh, that's not to say they had to forget their old language or their or anything. We, 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 we encourage diversity. This is a diverse country. There's nothing wrong with diversity. So what did the, because we can't get a progressive on here, a <laughs> socialist, like what is their argument of letting this happen? So Julie Morrison has a busload on her lawn. What, what is she, what is she going to say here? Let me fix you some eggs. Well, like I said, I think they're taking some of the comments that Donald Trump has made over the years, some of which were really stupid comments. I'll be honest with you and yeah. i voted for him but um but taking those and they're just they're trying to play off of it um and get votes you know that everybody's this is an election year so everybody's trying to win the election so they're going to do what they think is best not for the country but for them politically both sides and so they're gonna they're, they're gonna play off of this and look there is a huge latino vote in this country and if you go back in history, when George W. Bush was the governor of Texas, Republican governor of Texas, running against a Latino Democratic candidate in 1998, he, he not only won, he beat him by like 20, 20 or 25 points. So, but the Democrat, that's not going to happen today because the Democrats have successfully stereotyped Republicans to all be 
biased against any form of immigrants or particularly against Latinos. And I think that that the Republicans need to fight back that stereotype. Like I said, comments by Donald Trump poisoning the blood and stuff like that do not help. Um, I don't know what he was thinking saying that. But that said, we can't just say let them all in. I think you need to have some process, some security there. And that's not happening. Again, I'm trying to take the middle ground like I always do, which means I piss off both sides when I do it. But but why if if the pro- there's a process in place now, why does it have to be this process to. I don't know what the process is now, because whatever it is, it's not working. Okay. The Biden administration has failed miserably. Okay. (laughs) We're talking to Randy Tack right now, okay, and all the aldermen city council, okay? We get three busloads in. We get 60 people. Holy crap, we got two train stations. Let's double that, okay? We get six busloads. Hey, we're Lake Forest. We're an affluent community. We have Prue Beidler. We have Julie Morrison. We have Susan Garrett. Okay. What what are we going to do? Just say we can't put them on a bus to Chicago because of that. You just said they passed that thing. Do we just say here's a train ticket, go back and forth, and they just stay in Metro? Good good question. I mean, a lot of cities now are passing similar ordinances. I think I just read that Buffalo Grove yeah. passed one. Um so the last one I wouldn't be surprised if Lake Forest passes one soon. Um Lake Bluff too. Lake Bluff has a train station, Pete. Yeah, but what do they pass? And then there's Highland Park has I think two actually. They got you the said Highland Park one and then they got the there's that one that's Fort Sheridan. I think that's Highland Park or it might be Highwood. I don't know. I mean Highwood has a train station. I mean and what happens when these buses start showing up at places that don't have a train station? What happens when they show up at Hawthorne Mall in Vernon Hills or Woodfield? So the in- last village or city to pass an ordinance is the one that's going to get all these people, which I don't even know how many there are. Have you heard a number? I mean, because they're they're doing it like small increments here and there. <laughs> in the aggregate, it all comes in. And uh, like I said, the conventional wisdom out there, this is going to ramp up. As we get closer to the Democratic Convention in Chicago. Oh, I wish we had Daly back. I just got because uh, I did the, the first company. Richard J. Daly. Uh, you know what? I read Shoot the kill all the <laughs> the police name or kill whatever it was. The, pol- the policeman isn't there to create disorder. The policeman is there to preserve disorder. Gentlemen, get the thing straight once and for all. Police are not there to create disorder. They are there to preserve disorder. Not order. <laughs> no, it's, he said preserve disorder. I know, but I think he meant to say no order. <laughs> Whatever. I just, it's Nationals eight hours, so I listened to uh, uh, the, the first son, you know, with his kid, Jay, and... Uh, oh, Richard M? M, M, M. Uh, Dick Daly's the dad, and then uh, Richard M., the son. Uh, he started off, you know, as the offspring, and then later on in life, he figured it out, and he really did. Uh, I have a different respect uh, for what he did for the city of Chicago in our, in our years, and I just wish we had something like that. Because he, he treated it like a CEO. He was a CEO of uh, Chicago. Do you have other thoughts on that, Joe? No, I, I think, look, Daly did some bad things, like the parking meter deal and um, 
some yeah. of you know some of this other stuff. Are you talking about Richard M. Daly? Uh, yeah, M. M. The younger Daly Jr. Everyone yeah. call. Yeah, no, I think. Uh, look, I mean, Chicago was a better city when he left office than when he took office back in what was it, 1989, right after Harold Washington, a couple of years after Harold Washington died. Um, it was old that, gray, the beautification and all. Yeah, that. I mean, Maybe he here. he did a lot of stuff, rejuvenated a lot of neighborhoods. Um, made downtown felt very safe. And each mayor, it just seems like since then, it's like, okay, and then Rahm Emanuel yeah. was, you know, you felt like, oh, man, now I suddenly miss Daly. Then you get Lori Lightfoot, and you're like, man, I suddenly miss Rahm. Yeah. And now Brandon's in there. People are like, you know, I kind of miss Lori Lightfoot. It's like each one is worse than, than the past one. So I I don't know. I think, the, look, the demographics of Chicago changed. A lot of people that voted for Rich Daly now – have either passed away or live in the suburbs. We got a lot of people moving out to the burbs or moved out of state going on forever. So I think that that's part of it that I don't know if Rich Daly would win an election today, but it's Chicago's change. And and I don't think it's good for Lake Forest that Chicago has all these problems. People say, Oh, this is great. It's a boon for Lake Forest realtors. Everybody's going to move out here. I don't agree with that. I think, our the economy of Lake Forest depends on the economy of Chicago. And when these when these big companies move out of Chicago, like a lot of them have, there's a lot of people that live in Lake Forest that work in Chicago or own businesses in Chicago. And they got to leave. You know, they'll, they they got to move to whatever state the company goes to or if the company goes under. So it, a, a good, a strong Chicago is good for Lake Forest. I mean, this city was built, Lake Forest was built as a wealthy sub wealthy suburb of Chicago, right? By the armors and all that. Yeah. So we are very dependent upon Chicago. That said, Chicago's a mess. I mean, and this just Brandon Johnson can't organize his way out of a paper bag. And this this migrant crisis is showing that front and center. Even Pritzker is like, dude, you you don't know how to do anything right. And when Pritzker says you're, you're messed up, you're really messed up. So I, I, Look, I just man, don't know. I mean, this is does this problem end when the election ends? I don't know, man. I, I like I said, I, you got to go to the source though. So somehow, some way, and like I said, I don't think we should send troops. Uh, but as long as Venezuela is run by the people that are running it now, I don't blame anyone for wanting to get the hell out of that place. Look, I socialism think- sucks. He's- the people that are coming in, I don't think they're against hard work because it's better than whatever work they've had now. So I don't think it put them. Look, FDR, the New Deal. OK, well, do it, you know, for anybody that's unemployed or wants unemployment benefits, put them to work. Right. Because well, why guy, aren't the feds processing them and getting them into the system so they can work? Yeah. So it's. Because like Jeff said, what they're doing is you get a student visa or whatever and letting the you know the green card expire or marrying somebody all okay, games are being played. Can we get more tax revenue by recording these people than not doing it and playing these games, you know, whack-a-mole or shipping them around all over or over the place? Joe, end of the show, gun to your head. Like we get six busloads. What do we do? You're Randy Tack. Lake Forest is clearly not set up to handle that. They need to be sent to establish services in Chicago. And if you're putting them on a train, you put them on a train. If it means putting them on a bus, 
um, put them on a bus, whatever you got to do. You, you can't just put people in places that are not set up to handle it, whether it's Lake Forest or any other suburb. And Lake Forest is not a sanctuary city. Lake Forest never passed a sanctuary city ordinance or any of that crap. You ask so the maybe, guy you know, if you want to play dead, play on Highland Park. Or, to watch. What does Randy Tack do? I just said it. Send them, sends them some. No, don't send them back to Mexico or Latin America. You send them. You send them to where the services are set up for that. Whether it's and the, which I assume has to be Chicago at this point, or Milwaukee. I don't know where else. So you put you put them back on Metro. You buy them. A, you buy them a ticket and you put them on Metro. Met, metro tickets only like five or six bucks. How much more would we cost to support them in, in the city that's not set up to do it? I'm not trying to be funny, but then it's, I, I'm not either. On, it, it's back and forth on the Metro. Is Chicago sending them back out to the suburbs on Metro later on? I haven't heard that one. Why wouldn't they? The, the bottom line is the federal government needs to step up. President Biden needs to step up and and have a system in place to handle these. Congressman Schneider, come on, tell us what's going on here. Um, you're you you're you've got Joe Biden's ear. Yeah, you know what? Let's do it in one minute. I'm going to send this to Schneider. I'm going to tag him on his sources. What do we want to say to Schneider, Joe? I'd like to have him just come on the podcast in general, just to talk about issues in general. But I want to hear his take on this issue because this is clearly a federal issue. Local and state governments are not set up to handle federal issues. Yeah. Right. The feds, the immigration is a federal responsibility. How you handle it, how you process them, that is a responsibility of the federal government. Clearly, the Biden administration has failed in this responsibility. So, Schneider, okay, Republicans and Democrats, this is a blue and red issue. This is this affects everybody. You can only go so far. And trying not to step in it and kissing babies, you got to be a leader, bro. Come on the show, tell us what how we can correct this thing. Just I'd, so like to, I'd love to have. Congressman said he'd come on last summer, so let's let's. Sounds like a politician. Well, let's follow up with him. Let's get a hold of him and his staff and make it happen. You know we. And you know what? We, we got a hold of Dan Proft, and he was on the show the next week. You got a hold of Jeff Erso, he was on the show the next week. I mean, people, I think once we get a hold of these guys, most of them, except for Prue Beidler, come on the show. Billy Morrison, <laughs> Susan Garrett, Lake Forest Bookstore. Look, <laughs> you know, we wasted Dan Proft. Okay, I, I wish I would have appreciated the time more than I did. If I would have known about this issue... Because I only know, it's like in a bar, I only know when people come in and they talk to me about it. If I knew this was an issue, I probably would have pressed it more than the school choice. But the school choice... But I don't think, in fairness to Dan, I don't think Dan's privy... Dan Dan only knows what he reads in the newspapers on this. He's not got... He doesn't have a back door to some information. No, but he's a smart guy to give offers on how... Very smart guy. And he, he talked about it. He said, seal the border. I know, but that doesn't help us now with these busloads getting like, what do we, that's a great future. Well, I think Dan, I think I don't want to speak entirely for Dan, but I have a pretty strong feeling that Dan feels the same way I do about the Venezuelan government, that socialism sucks. And what I'm hearing is it's not Venezuelans getting dropped off. It's uh, the Mexicans and, and 
All these countries are not as well run as our country. Even look, forget about Biden and all that and, and the clowns who run the state of Illinois these days. But the this is still the greatest place to be. Right. This is there is there is no place in the world with more economic opportunity than the United States. So. Maybe we need to do things to without hurting us. Make those places. So 2024 is Less an election year. This be, whether you're Democrat or Republican, this has got to add a bunch of points to the the red side, don't you think? Because this is... As long as Trump doesn't keep saying stupid stuff like up, poisoning I... the blood. When you say stupid, I mean, that's a Hitler line. He's and I'm not suggesting Donald Trump's a Nazi. I don't think he meant it. I really don't. I just think he just thought it was a great soundbite at one of his rallies. Why didn't he? But, why doesn't he do a Biden play? Hang out in the basement till the election. They both should hang out in the basement, right? And we locked the door. And you know Is what? Really the two best we got are these two Biden. Okay. Just put the policies up, Nikki Haley. Hold on the pol policies, Nikki Haley. Stop spamming me. Stop it. Like she's sending him. Come on, man. Yes. Just give her a couple bucks. Like she is spamming the hell out of they me. They all do that, Pete. Come well, on. It's Nikki Haley a lot. Well, that's what happened. You signed my petition, man. <laughs> Damn it. That's what happened. All right, Joe, any final words here? I'm glad we had Jeff Urso on. I'm glad to be back in Lake Forest yeah. after the winter break. The opinions of this show are, are meant to be the expressed opinions. Yes. Also the co-host of this show. That's right. Jeff, Jeff Urso was just on to promote his business and not discuss any and, and political Jeff, views. When you show up when you should, you could have missed his, the whole thing. That's what you get. His wings are bipartisan. <laughs> National hot. And we're going to get that music event going. Grumptious. Bizarre. Bizarre to die for. <laughs> Insert commercial here. <laughs> the Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Looking for the best pool supplies? Look no further than Doheny's Pool Supplies. With a history dating back to 1967, this family-owned business offers everything families need to keep their pools clean and sparkling from chemicals to equipment. Plus, customers enjoy free shipping on all orders. Visit Doheny's Pool Supplies today at doheny.com, D-O-H-E-N-Y.com to learn more. Broker Michelle Pardo has lived and worked in Lake Forest for over two decades. Michelle's lending experience when combined with her real estate expertise makes her an invaluable asset to her clients as they navigate their home buying or selling process. Call Michelle now at 847-528-8721, 847-528-8721. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich, they are a cannabis cultivation center focused Focusing on hard to find small batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Ganjier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com.
Laracy and Company CPAs founded in 2010 by Lake Forest's own Brian Laracy specializes in tax preparation and bookkeeping services. Earning the People Love Us on Yelp Award, their process is straightforward. Just upload, review, and file. For a free quote, visit LaracyCPA.com now. That's L-A-R-I-S-E-Y-C-P-A dot com. I'm excited to share with you something special from our Lake Forest community, the Aesthetic Lounge Med Spa located at 775 North Bank Lane in Lake Forest near Wisconsin Avenue. This just isn't any spa. They offer an amazing blend of traditional spa services plus the added benefit of medical procedures and treatments. In a relaxing and luxurious spa environment, you can enjoy a range of cosmetic and aesthetic treatments. These are all performed under the supervision of top medical professionals. The Aesthetic Lounge Med Spa provides skin care, facial rejuvenation, body contouring, laser hair removal, Botox, dermal fillers, chemical peers, and much more. What's great is that each treatment is tailored not just to enhance your appearance, but also to address specific skin concerns and to promote overall well-being. So if you're looking to pamper yourself and take your beauty routine to the next level, give the Aesthetic Lounge Med Spa a call at 224-768-8028 or visit them at their location on North Bank Lane. It's an experience your skin will thank you for. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters, Otto, John C., Helen, and Herrick. 